Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season six. What is that stuff? Silly putty with a bang. I I don't know what to say at this point. I'm so unmotivated. (laughs) Dismo? No. Excuse me. Uh, Pete Thorne's room, please. 211. Of course, it's right across the hall. (laughs) I know. If getting him into a hospital gown is any indication, terrible. Ah, what do you think it was like trying to put Pete into a hospital gown? I thought you didn't actually have to do much to get him. I in, didn't just, either, you know. but I just love that her first quote, her first line is, if getting him into a hospital gown was any indication, then he's doing terribly. Like, did she actually try to physically put him in it? Or did she say, Mr. Thornton, you need to get into this Johnny now? Mm-hmm. And did he just bitch at her? He probably just bitched at her. Yeah. What's so cold in here? And you want me to put that thing on? I'm Peter Thornton. Oh, no. I'm Pete Thornton. He doesn't like Peter. We learned that. He hates Peter. I'm Pete Thornton. I can't have my ass hanging out the back of this Johnny. (laughs) Nurse, get me a full back Johnny now. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Mullets and Memories, everyone. I'm your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. Today is episode 125 of Mullets and Memories. And Gregory and I will be discussing the season six finale, episode 21, Hindsight. Apropos talking about Pete uh, in a Johnny with his, his hein, Heine hanging out. Heine sight. Heine sight. In Heine sight. <laughs> I can imagine like MacGyver walks into Pete's hospital room and he walks in and he gets, like, gets right to the foot of his bed and he goes, Pete. Your balls are showing. <laughs> I want to cover that up. Just, just, just or, or like MacGyver walks in and and Pete's in front of the window, like looking out the window, stretching with his <laughs> arms up, and he's just in a Johnny. He's like, oh, hey MacGyver, I was just doing my, I was, I was just stretching out. It's not a big deal. Doing my calisthenics. Pete, what size Johnny did they get you that comes down? It doesn't even come below your breast. Oh, it's a child. <laughs> I asked for it. Pete, your breasts are exposed. It doesn't even, like, what are you doing? I can see everything. Yeah? Do you like it? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And this episode started off strong. Oh, my gosh. So, this is a clip show, and this is, you're going to hear a lot more of this with Greg and I tonight, because it has been, it is, it is well known throughout the series that Greg and I hate clip shows, as I think most viewers generally hate a clip show. It's, a, it's lazy. It is. And we had talked about this earlier, you know, and we've said this earlier in the series with other clip shows. This is this is a budget-saving maneuver. This is just they've spent all of the money on the season on big, you know, big set pieces, you know, guest stars or whatever you want to call it. So they have to like kind of like burn off the rest of their money, but they don't have a lot left. So mm. this is what they resort to. They get like what? 12 minutes of actual footage. In this case, it was just Pete and MacGyver in one location, and then you you pepper the rest of the episode with clips. And in this case, like 
normal clip shows that I've seen, you're only going to play about 10 to 15 seconds of a clip. Yeah. These play entire sections of episodes from prior seasons. I was surprised at how long the clips were. There were a few, and I think there was a season five maybe had a clip show as well, but there were a few clips that really, like, I mean, you said you fast-forwarded through most of the clips. Yeah, I didn't watch anything other than the the new footage. I got on my phone as soon as I knew a clip was coming. Mm-hmm. They had, I, I don't know if they tried to, like, make it a little more interesting because there was there were a few voiceovers this time over some of the clips yeah which i thought was interesting and it was basically just describing what the clip was but it was a nice little change of pace again it wasn't enough mm. for this to be anywhere near a good episode this episode also makes no sense to me <laughs> because we already know that we already know that Pete has glaucoma we uh-huh. get that like we we had a whole episode devoted to Pete Mm-hmm. And MacGyver realizing that Pete has glaucoma and how Pete has MacGyver has already said, you know, I'm going to get you through this. I'm going to be here for you. So we've already seen that. So mm-hmm. to end the season with Pete going in for the surgery, I don't know, just to me seemed unnecessary. You know, it would have been one thing if they had maybe ended the episode with Pete finally like this big episode with like Pete finally getting the courage to go through with it yeah. as we learned with Samantha where she talked about how she had to have the courage to be president after her father died there would it would have been I think it would have been a nicer episode if like Pete was like in the middle of something <laughs> and then like because of that because of this conflict realized that he had the courage to go through with the surgery that might have been a better way to do this I don't know this just <laughs> It just seemed wholly unnecessary. And then by the third act, when you introduce the third act, the climax of the episode completely obliterates any hope I had for this being a good episode. It, it really, like, I was hoping at least the, the Pete and MacGyver moments would maintain it would be solid. But it just got weird. It did. It's it just did. Like, well, this it is just, unnecessary. It was wholly unnecessary. So, I don't know, Greg, what do you think? Should we just, let's, let's, let's just, let's talk on. about it. It's, I'm hoping it's not going to be too, too quick, but I apologize if this is a shorter episode than normal because there's not much to talk about. There's 12 minutes of episode. <laughs> no. Right? We're not going to, we're not going to talk about the clips with any sort of frequency or any sort of like depth because we already did it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? Um, so we can reminisce. We can have a, a good reminiscing. That's true. Mo- you know, that's true. Reminiscing episode. All right. You ready, Greg? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do this. So we open with that first clip you hear is MacGyver's in the hospital and he asks where Pete's room is. Clearly, the nurses are not Pete's biggest fans. He's a grumpy old codger. He probably is like verbally abusing the nurses every time they come into the hospital room according to macgyver when he walks into the hospital room pete was supposed to be on vacation Mm -hmm. and mac walks in and goes so how's that like basically like how's that vacation working out for you what are you doing here macgyver and he goes i love that yeah i love it pete's like what are you doing here how'd you find out and mac's like because i'm a clever guy what difference does it make you knew i'd find out anyway yeah which is exactly true like pete Mm -hmm. thought he was going to pull one over on macgyver of course mac was going to know yeah so we basically learned that pete has decided to go through his glaucoma surgery but doesn't really tell anybody um because he's as we learned pretty quickly, having a very hard time with it, and doesn't, right. and is not good with his friends. He's just like, I'd rather do this on my own. I don't, you know, it's easier for me. It's a sign of weakness for Pete to have his friends see him in a state where he feels helpless and he can't right. do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it because MacGyver's like, you knew I'd find out. Like uh, Pete's trying to pull one over on MacGyver mm-hmm. by secretly checking himself in for the surgery. <laughs> he had to have put it on his calendar at work or something. Yeah. Like there's. 
I don't, they don't say how he found out, but they, I thought MacGyver and, and Pete shared a Google calendar. Do they? Do they? They, not? they must. They yeah. must share some sort of a Phoenix calendar version <laughs> of Google Cloud. Some DOS like blocky. <laughs> looks like Oregon Trail. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So MacGyver asks Pete, and Pete's like, "Listen, I don't want anybody's help." And he basically says to MacGyver, "He's like, listen, you have no idea what it feels like to need someone else." And you know, in response, we. Cue up the first clip. I mean, all, <laughs> all of these things were so f- not forced, but just I don't know. I'm sucking on ice. I, I know. I was just I was wondering if people were going to hear me like mm. swilling my seltzer water. <laughs> Pretend it's a uh, scotch. Oh yes. So anyway, yeah, no, but yeah, it's funny. Like all the intros are just so they're just leading like lambs to the slaughter like yeah. here you go and, Here, here's our clip and he yeah he that's they almost describe the clip before it happens this time so when pete's like you don't know what it feels like to need someone else and max like oh no but i do i've needed your help plenty of times pete do you remember the time when you helped me escape the chinese embassy with da 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 oh yeah the chinese consulate right with what's her name with that girl with the stuff in like the roof may lin or whatever her name was yeah. I'm like how does first of all how does pete not remember this <laughs> and i was like this was nice because we get at least they were trying something new. So we get a couple of voiceovers describing what's happening. And so we get that clip from Children of Light where MacGyver and I I think her name was Mei Lin, when they zip line off the roof with the TV antenna yeah. and Pete's at the bottom helping them because he's got the zip he's got the line at the end tied to the back. So, so of basically the, truck. the whole the premise of a lot what a lot of these clips is that MacGyver is telling Pete that he is indeed useful. Because Pete's starting to feel like if I don't have my sight, I'm useless. Like I can't Absolutely. do anything. Absolutely, exactly. Um, but like, like, and MacGyver's trying to tell Pete that he has been very helpful over the years and all this stuff. Yeah, um, trying to show that Pete was a good a good player and Mac- got MacGyver out of a lot of jams. You know, yeah, Pete's like you're you're always the clever one. I didn't do anything. I mean, I've never done anything. Right. But, and I wonder if this was a, there was a better clip to show Pete actually helping MacGyver. I don't this know. This seemed like a weird clip to I use. I don't know. But what? Okay, so this is the other thing that I mean. I sort of appreciated this from at least our own podcast standpoint as a retrospective. Sure, that they were showing clips from other seasons, like from far back. Oh yeah. Um. So this was a good sort of. This is where we've been. You know. This is right. this is the journey we've been on together. And, and uh, I also fun. had forgotten how big his hair was oh my God. in that season. I think this was season like mid to late season four. Uh-huh. And but I forgot how big his hair was in that, ep- so big. In that season. It was so amazing. big, David. His hair was so large. <laughs> it's like a cape for his head. And so I love this. So we cut back after the scene and Pete's like, Well, that was different because you weren't really that helpless. But I am completely helpless. And Pete's like really getting upset. He's starting to yeah. cry. Mm-hmm. And I, I melt. Whenever Pete starts crying, I, know. I lose my mind every time that happens. It's like a big dumpling with a face. <laughs> and you just want to hug it. Pete the dumpling face? <laughs> Pete. Pete. Pete the dumpling face. Oh, dumpling face Pete. And you want to dip him in some hoisin sauce? <laughs> doink, doink, doink. Oh, Pete, you're so sad. And so, yeah, so Pete's like, you don't understand. It's different with you because you, you were not that helpless, but I'm completely helpless. And MacGyver, cue the next clip. MacGyver responds by, he's like, well, remember that time I almost drowned in the mini submarine? And if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have gotten free. And this was great because I was like, the mini submarine. Oh, yeah, that episode. The yeah. mini submarine. We cut to the clip from Deep Cover where they lock Mac in the mini sub and they right. just lower it down. Oh, but he said, oh, because MacGyver started out by saying, hey, remember the name uh, Irma or whatever it was? Yeah, it was or, Irma. Irma. He was like, remember Irma? 
Yeah. And yeah. I was like, Irma. Pete's like, and Pete was thinking the same thing. What? Irma? Oh, yeah. That's submarine stuff. Yeah. Right. And, like, he just, like, rehashes the plot of Deep Cover. I know. He's like, oh, yeah, the submarine stuff that we had launched before we caught the drug cartel trying to smuggle drugs across. I was like, we don't need a play-by-play. And it was funny because they, they showed the entire scene of MacGyver in the mini-sub, like, all the way through. Yes. To the end. Absolutely. And so MacGyver bursts out and Pete's there. And he's like, MacGyver, what are you doing? I'm doing the beat. I'm doing the backstroke, Pete. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And this is where Pete's like, yeah, well, I didn't do anything. You got out on your own. And Max says, you threw me a life preserver. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Mac, that didn't, I was like, I know what he was trying to do, but I don't know if Pete felt like he was in a joking mood. Right. <laughs> at that point. I'm like, that wasn't the right time for that. So MacGyver basically, like, he agrees with Pete. He's like, listen, I, you're right. You're right. I didn't, I didn't need your help. But he makes the point. Pete was there for him, and that's what matters. Yes. You were there for me, and that's what matters. And now I'm here for you, and that should be all that matters. And then we cut into we this is now this whole next section is interspersed with clips from the season finale, uh I think it was the season five finale passages when mm. MacGyver goes into the coma after he gets thrown. Because yeah, because it building. was good. Because MacGyver's like, remember that Pete? Come on, you were there for me. Remember that time I went? I was in that coma for a long time. Yeah. And he's like, you basically helped me come back from the brink of death. Right. Yeah. And I like this because this is the first time that we've heard or even seen MacGyver describes exactly what he experienced when he was in that coma. Right. Like, this is the first person that we know of that has heard this. Mm -hmm. And so he recounts this entire dream, this entire uh, afterlife scenario yeah. that he was on a cruise ship with Harry and his parents, and then he. Well, what was he, the name of that cruise ship, David? The Osiris. Oh, it was the Osiris. And yeah. then we get a new, we had Anubis, the captain. But he's like, he's describing this whole thing to Pete, and I love this because, like, he starts saying, he's like, you know, I realized I wasn't ready to die. I escaped with Harry's help, and then I woke up to find you pulling me back from death, and I'm like. This is really huge that MacGyver told Pete this. And then the only thing Pete says after he relays this entire story, he goes, yeah, but you mean, that was probably just a dream, MacGyver. Yeah, MacGyver, that must have been a dream. We can't explain that. This must have been a dream. MacGyver said, whatever it was. It it you know it saved me or whatever yeah. you know he's like we both survived like I that's sur- what he said whatever it was we both survived yeah exactly and I but I love that Pete's just like he, MacGyver just poured his heart out and was like I was on the brink of death I saw my parents I saw my grandfather I was literally about to die for good and your hand saved my life oh that was just a fucking dream that was <laughs> please MacGyver oh Pete. don't fill me with any of that voodoo bougie bougie bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Thornton. And it makes me wonder at this point. So Pete finally relents and sort of thanks MacGyver. He's like, Thank- I do appreciate you coming. Thank you very much. Mm. But he's like, I-, I just, I don't like anyone seeing me when I'm this helpless. And I'm really worried about what's going to happen to me after the surgery when I have to depend on <sighs> others. He said, what am I going to become? Yes. It's like, wow. Okay, Pete. Wow. What am I going to become? And it makes you wonder, like, was this cathartic not only for Pete, but for Dana Alcott? It must have been. It must have just been like, yeah. he must have just written this himself. They must have let the cameras go and so, say. Or like, <laughs> okay, Dana, Richard, uh, you two just go in a room together and you write this. You just write this. I feel like that's this. what they did. Right. You know, because it but was. But you got you to plug in these, pl- you got to put in these scenes. <laughs> right. You, you write the story, but you got to, we're going to use these clips. Yeah. We're, this is how, we're, this is how it's going to work. But it's your show. <laughs> But we're going to use these clips. Mm-hmm. So write anything you want, but just 
bring in these clips. And you need to make it under this amount of money because we're right. severely over budget for the season. Yeah. So you got to come way under this number. So you get about seven minutes of screen time. All right. For the whole episode, you get seven minutes to hash out this entire story. Yeah. Go. And go. <laughs> oh, and you have a half hour before you start filming. <laughs> but then, okay, so yeah, so Pete's like really worried about what's going to happen when he starts having to depend on other people. And we cue up the next clip and MacGyver says like, well, do you remember the time that we were trapped in that cellar? And I had to, I was completely out of ideas. I forgot about this episode. I did too. too. Yeah. He's like, I was completely out of ideas, Pete. And you were the one who came up with this idea. And we cut to the clip from Easy Target. Easy Target. <laughs> I wow. had fo- totally forgotten one of my favorite, and I remembered this when I saw the clip, because I was going to post this picture and I never did. So it's Mac and Pete tied up in the basement. And they've got the, the the guy puts the grenades. He unlinks the grenades and puts them in their hands. Unlinks. Oh, pulls the he pins pulls out. the pins. Thank you. Out of it and, <laughs> and ties them up. You're right. So that he basically puts the grenades. That was weird. <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but we just heard the we heard the theme song from MacGyver's Women. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, basically he takes the criminal, whatever his name, um, puts the grenades in Pete and Mac's hands so they can't untie each other. They'll, they'll blow each other up as he says. Right, right, right. Great. And I forgot about the scene cause this is the one scene where MacGyver said, this is trying to, you know, in the hospital room telling Pete, remember that one time we were locked in that basement? You're the one that figured it out. I, I didn't know what to do. Right. And then Pete's like, oh yeah, you were all out of ideas on that one. Yes, exactly. And he started, you know, started getting like happy again. Like, yeah, that's right. I did come up with that. And it was my favorite scene because it was, I loved it because MacGyver puts the grenade under Pete's chin and Pete's got like the big eyes and he's just like, yeah, uh, okay, well you gotta go fast because like he's like, it's starting to slip out from under his chin it was great. It was good. It was a fun, a fun episode. So we cut back, and MacGyver, he's going to go meet Willis at the lab, and Pete's like, oh, oh, wait, before you go, can you actually, can you bring this to the foundation and just leave it and just give it to one of the, you know, one of the guys over there? And turns out that Pete is about to tender his resignation from the Phoenix Foundation. Yes. <laughs> I, I took a photo of Pete with a hand grenade. I'm so happy you did that. <laughs> yeah, so Pete's about to tender his resignation, and he wants MacGyver to drop it off at the Phoenix Foundation. Yeah. It's very sad. This happened before, though. In early retirement. Right. And this is with with Pete in the train yard. Right, because... Um, right, it was that nuclear weapon dis- disarming program that he spearheaded with the Phoenix Foundation. And someone sabotaged it and like, all the warheads exploded on Pete's watch. <laughs> I, I know, and everyone died. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, So Mac returns. He gets back to the hospital a little later, and Pete is meeting with his surgeon. And the surgeon's kind of going over what they're going to do. And I guess they're going to give him a trabeculectomy. Which mm-hmm. is in draining of excess fluid and liquid from his eyes to help kind of relieve what's going on so that the surgery mm-hmm. will be a little easier. And if he does well with the first eye, they'll go to the second eye, and then mm-hmm. they can proceed with the surgery. I thought that was the surgery. Was that the surgery? I thought so. I didn't. Re- I, I wasn't paying enough attention oh. to see that, but all I knew is that they were going to drain the excess liquid from his eyes, and then they were going to do them both. And I just like the name of it, the trabeculectomy. Just I, made, made me smile. Is, is that how? <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to put it together. The Trebekectomy, something to do with Alex Trebek, I guess. <laughs> I looked it up. It's it's that's exactly what it is. It's a real thing. I had a trabectolectomy. 
I had to have Trebek pulled out of my ass. They had to drain the Trebek out of my ass. The Trebekelectomy out of my ass. Mr. Connery, I don't know. We're wow. We're really off the mark here. And that's okay. So MacGyver tells Pete, like, you know, I might you might be being a little uh, you might be a little premature about this resignation thing. He's like, but I did what you asked, and I dropped off the resignation letter. And he looks over at the table, and someone has delivered flowers. Aw, for Petey Pete. With a little note. Aw, handwritten calligraphy. Handwritten, really nice looking. And he reads the note. And the note says, Dear Peter, which immediately makes Pete wince because Pete hates being called Peter. Mm -hmm. Dear Peter, in spite of the anger and all the pain you've caused in the name of your beloved Phoenix Foundation, I'd like to be there for you even though you were never there for me. Signed, brainwashed, no more. Um, first thing, I'm like, what the f- What a note. That is, like, someone's going to kill him. I know. That's right. Someone's <laughs> going to put another gimp mask on him and lock him in a crate. <laughs> it's going to be freaking Dr. Zito. Oh, man. I wish we had played a clip from Dr. Zito. Yes, Peter. Yes. <laughs> I'm calling you Peter. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Doesn't, didn't Quail call him Peter? I think he did. It's all in the details, Peter. I think he did. He did. He does. Oh, oh man. I, I want Quail back. I, seriously. he would Season one. It would have been great if Quail was the guy delivering the flowers and writing these messages. That was season one, right? It was oh, the Jesus. early season one, like 11 or 12 episodes God, in. So yeah, good. It was so good. So Pete asks MacGyver, he's like, well, who does that signature remind you of? And he's like, brainwashed. Well, I mean. There was that one time that Jack Dalton was brainwashed. Jack Dalton, that's right. Maybe he said it as a practical joke. That's you know? not a very funny joke. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's not really not really even in Jack's style <laughs> to send a threatening note to him. Not that bad. I mean, it would be like cheeky or something goofy yeah. or stupid. Yeah, I think it would have been more clear. And right. so actually no, it would have been a it would have been a plant, but it would have been full of cocaine in the pot. It would have been an orchid. An orchid. An orchid covered in cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we cut to the clip from Brainwashed. And I have to say that even though it's a clip and we haven't seen Jack since like the end of season four, it was just nice to see Jack in an episode of MacGyver, even though we've already seen yeah. it. Yeah. So, and I liked this episode of Jack getting brainwashed into becoming an assassin to kill like the prime minister. God, of Narnia. Yeah. And so we get the whole scene of Jack in the Hall of Mirrors just shooting the mirrors trying to kill MacGyver. Oh, my God. That's the, a great name for a movie or a book, a children's book. Jack and the Hall of Mirrors. Jack and the Hall of Mirrors. <laughs> My God, it would have been great. But it's just about Jack being brainwashed. Every time a kid says something very, like a simple phrase, uh-huh. Jack tries to kill <laughs> That's the whole story. Can you make me a sandwich? Must kill. <laughs> he pulls the gun out and he starts like going, like firing the gun at all the kids. From the bottom of my heart, I salute you. <laughs> and he starts making the robot noises. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Dalton. Mr. Dalton. Wow, this episode's taken a real terrible turn. It was, there was no, there was nothing to this episode. There so. really wasn't. We are, we are literally just filling time. Yeah. we're not even that far into the. We're episode. clip showing our own show. <laughs> oh my god! So MacGyver sniffs the note, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh." He brings it over to Pete, and he goes, "Smell that." Pete's like, it "Smells like shit and tobacco." Like what? <laughs> I don't understand. Who do we know that smells like shit and tobacco? <laughs> oh my god! It's it's it was your character from uh, from MacGyver's Women. Oh god, Doctor Destiny. Doctor, did this come from Doctor Destiny? Wait, <laughs> oh god. So he says it smells like perfume, 
And they're like, well, it's clearly a woman. And maybe this woman has a grudge against you, Pete. And Pete's like, well, I don't. Who could it possibly be? I don't know anybody who's going to harbor a grudge against me. And MacGyver's like, I do. Mm -hmm. You remember Santina? From uh, he was like, oh yeah, he's like, oh the, uh, the that fighter tried to take over her country, and uh, yeah. So we cut to this clip of from uh, on a wing and a prayer mm. with Santina, and she like shoots the bazooka at the army tent and blows that whole thing up. And then we have the other clip where MacGyver with the ponytail. First time we see the ponytail, right? He hooks up the rockets to the bottom of the plane for the extra boost, and then gets stuck on the bottom of the plane. Well, he had the ponytail off. to pretend he was a he's a weapons right, right, an right arms right. dealer, right? And I like this because. MacGyver tries to like remind Pete about the the nun that was in the episode with him, but he calls her by the wrong name in the episode. In hindsight, he says he asks him if he remembers Sister Margaret. Yeah. But in On a Wing and a Prayer, her name is Sister Clara. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow, I he, never caught that. He calls her Sister Margaret in hindsight, and then you cut to the clip of it on a wing and a prayer. They don't say her name. But wasn't there a Sister Margaret? Yeah, but not this episode. Really? Yeah. Sister Clara was the nun in this episode in On a Wing and a Prayer. So you think the writers got the history of the show mixed up? I don't know. And unless I unless I missed that, but I'm pretty sure Sister Margaret was like earlier on in the series. I mean, I know that I remember the names. And yeah, I remember Sister Margaret. And Sist- the one thing I really was Sister Margaret the one where they had the uh the Oh, nuts. Where they hid in the cave. Yeah, they, they, they hid, hid in the cave. Underneath, it was the uh, the big stone tablet right. that they rolled away, and they hid down. Yeah, right. that's the one with Sister Margaret and the other woman that MacGyver almost married. Right, because Sister Margaret was Pete's, like... Yeah, Sister Margaret and Pete had, like, a really good, like, a really, like, heavy, lovey relationship. Right. And the woman working with Margaret, MacGyver almost married. Right, exactly, yes. This was Sister Clara... So I don't know what happened there, but he says, he asks, he refers to the, her as Sister Margaret in hindsight. Interesting. Yeah. So it one was, thing I know for sure is that I'm not going to go back and watch it to figure it out. No, I'm definitely not going to do that. Absolutely not. Well, and Pete's <laughs> like, well, so, you know, he's like, well, Santina, he's like, last I heard about Santina, she quit the revolution and she became a school teacher in the barrio. Quit the revolution? <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, okay. I, how do you quit the revolution? I don't know. You I can't am, just. Uh, I feel like in her scenario, you can't just walk away from something like that. Right. Just like throw your gun down. I'm out. I know. I'm going to go were, teach in the barrio. You were planning <laughs> on killing the government, whoever was in your, you know, remember that? They were planning like a whole mission to yeah. go and like. Yeah. They were going to take over the country. Right. Yes. Like, I guess give that up. She's like, I'm going to be done. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. And so Pete's, Pete's nurse at this point, the grumpy nurse, comes in and hands Pete another note as they're trying to figure out who this is. MacGyver reads it again and says, it says, Dear Peter, it's me again. I guess I just can't stay despite the harm we've done each other. Stay away. Stay away, thank you. I guess I just can't stay away despite the harm we've done each other. Possibly because Phoenix was everything to you and nothing less than cold death to me. But now that the ice is broken, it's time I paid you a visit for better or worse Signed, brainwashed, no more. I'm like, what the fuck is this person doing? <laughs> this is so bizarre. Holy shit. However, I mean, I kind of was like, well, maybe they'll do something cool with this episode. This might go somewhere interesting. I was, that's what I was hoping for so badly. So MacGyver goes to the Phoenix Foundation and he and Willis are going through files. They're trying to look for female suspects that might be somebody who could or may or may not have held a grudge against but Pete But it's funny, you see, you see Willis, who I'm actually happy that Willis is a recurring character It's like now. his third episode. So, I know, yeah. in a row. But anyway, Willis is like, yep, that's all of them right there, A through Z. They went through every single female suspect 
dead, alive, incarcerated, free, etc. In apparently record time. I know. And MacGyver's like, you sure? Is that it? Okay. Well, that's interesting. Huh. I wonder who could possibly be. Yeah. Wait a minute. It was great. Yeah, because Willis is like, wait, you sure it's a woman? And Mac's like, well, yeah, unless someone's playing a sick... Unless it's Murdoch. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, if Murdoch walks through the door dressed like a woman, I'm going to shit myself. It'd be amazing. This is amazing. It'd be so good. And then, and, and that's when, um, oh, our friend that we just talked about. Which? Willis. Willis. Jesus. God. Yeah. Willis is like, well, he, could he do that? Kevin <laughs> said, well, he's a master of disguise. Isn't he dead? Wasn't, didn't he fall down a mine shaft? And he's like, oh, yeah, he did that. And also he was thrown off of a mountain. He was burned to death. He fell into a pool of flames. And like, I love that he just goes through all these times that Murdoch has died. And Willis is like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing because it's great that MacGyver's acknowledging the craziness of Murdoch right here. It was good. He's yeah. like, yeah, he, um, he, he's... He's probably uh, he's probably not dead. Yeah, and he's probably gonna find us. Right, and so we get this. We get the clip. Um, we get the clip from Cleo Rocks. The first clip is of Murdoch getting up out of the wheelchair and pulling off the disguise to reveal that it's him in front of Penny Parker. And I forgot how disturbing that was. Like, yes, I he's did like too. Peeling his face off, and it's when he was still scarred before he had his plastic surgery. Yeah, and he like he pulls his hair out of the ponytail and like messes it up. Yeah. And it's, just, like, it's hot, and he's got like, a big toothy grin. So all I can remember, so remember in uh, um, Naked Gun, I, I think it's the first one, uh, the Naked Gun, where uh, the doctor, doctor, um, oh God, what was his name? No, no, that's the second one. Sorry, it's the second one. Naked Gun two, <laughs> Naked Gun two and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, darn it. Anyway, the doctor when he like pulls his like his his mask his uh his face off. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. Pulls his, he's like, Meh. I yes. don't know. I really described that horribly. But anybody that knows Naked Gun two and a half, I know exactly what you're talking about. Scene. But I could not have described it any better. So we're gonna leave it just like that. So. We get the other clip of like Pete in the uh, Pete in the cage above the flaming pool. And they play the entire scene of MacGyver getting trapped in the door, and the the floor starts rising, and he has to make a choice: either he saves Pete or he dies, or uh-huh. he gets out and Pete dies, but he ends up saving them both. We see Murdoch get electrocuted, screams MacGyver, <laughs> and then falls back into the water. So so good. It's so good. That's the only. Actually, that's the only clip that I watched. Did you really? So I watched that whole thing. I didn't. I fast forwarded through everything else. Yeah. But the only the one I watched was MacGyver and Murdoch fighting. I thought yeah, it was great. Absolutely. So we cut back to the actual episode, and MacGyver at this point has it in his head that it's Murdoch. So he tells Willis, "Call the hospital and tell them to make sure that nobody goes into that room to visit Pete." And he Ooh. runs and heads to the hospital. And so Ooh. we see Pete testing his peripheral vision. He's got his two thumbs out. And he's bringing them in, and he's bringing them in, and he's testing it. And for this is the first time that we get a perspective shot from Pete, mm. what he can see. Yeah. And basically, you, all you see is you see one very clear spot in the center, and everything around the center is completely clouded. Yeah. And there's nothing he can see. And we see the door open on the far end, and somebody mm-hmm. walks in, and clearly a woman has high heels on, starts walking into Pete. The camera cuts to Pete. We don't see an acknowledgement yet, and we cut to MacGyver getting back into the hospital mm-hmm. and asks the nurse, "Hey, is this? Is anyone come in to visit him?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, no. Just the nurse says just one person. Somebody said uh, it's 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 his wife." And MacGyver's like, <laughs> yeah. "His wife?" He was like, "Pete's been divorced for twenty years. It's not his wife." And mm-hmm. he runs in, 
and we all discover that it's not Murdoch, it's Aww. not Jack Dalton, Aww. it's not Penny Parker, Aww. it's not Nikki Carpenter, <laughs> it's his ex-wife Connie. Like, for real. Like, his, his ex-wife Connie Thornton. Who we hadn't seen since, what, season two or three? What was the episode? It was... um. The family affair, where right? He and his son, the son and the wife, get kidnapped, and Pete has to go after him. That's the last time we saw them, and she's there, and she's like, "Well, she's holding Pete's hand, and she's like, well, I, I will admit that, you know, for years I, I couldn't handle the fact that I always came second to the Phoenix Foundation when Pete chose it over me, and I'm like, well, you've been divorced for over twenty years. <laughs> Pete only worked for the Phoenix Foundation for what a decade." So Pete right. didn't work for the Phoenix Foundation when you got divorced. So that's not the reason you got divorced. <laughs> was it that really? The, I thought, well, Pete, hasn't, Pete worked for the DXS, but did not move to the Phoenix Foundation until the series. That's right. You're right. He got promoted to the director of the Phoenix Foundation mm-hmm. in like season two. Right, because he started off as in the Department of External Services yeah, where so he I'm met like, MacGyver. So that was a complete continuity error because they got divorced 20 years ago. Pete didn't work for the Phoenix Foundation 20 years ago. You got it, Dave. You caught them. You son of a bitch. Jeez, whoa. So so she's like, well, I, I, I admit that you know signing those notes with my name. She's like, well, no, they're like, well, why didn't you sign the notes from Connie? These horrible sociopathic notes <laughs> that made us feel like someone was going to kill him. She's like, well, I was afraid that he wasn't going to let me in if he knew it was me. I'm like, well, we also weren't going to let you in because we thought you were going to kill him. Right, because you look like Murdoch, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, you do. She really does. You look like Murdoch dressed as a woman, Connie. (laughs) So Connie was like, well, I just, I really wanted to be there for Pete when he needed somebody at his side. And I'm like, what? (laughs) This is so fucking weird. Like, why would they bring her back? Like I don't know. It doesn't MacGyver matter. MacGyver is all he needs. Why did they do this? Oh, David, you got it. You just said it. Seriously. MacGyver Jack, is he all needs he needs. Jack more than he needs Connie. He does. And he doesn't need Jack at all. In Fuck. fact, I don't think any of us need Jack anymore. I'm just like, it was just such a weird curveball to throw into this episode. It was. It was so not necessary to have Connie be the one throwing the notes. This would have been a cool episode for Pete to be like receiving these cryptic notes at the hospital. Yeah. Before he goes into the surgery, but to have it be the wife and have that continuity be completely fucked yeah. makes no sense over the course of the episode. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because we don't see her again. Mm-mm. Because because at the next, so we cut back and we're already at the finale. Mm. Pete's ready to go in for the surgery. He's being wheeled out. <laughs> and he tells MacGyver and Connie, he's like, you know, for the first time in a, in a really long time, I know that you're all going to be there to help me pull through this. And I'm just like, but it's you don't need Connie. You don't need Connie. Where's your son anyway? He didn't he, he put didn't in he jail. Get, did the son get arrested? Yeah, because he was he was selling secrets. Right. Selling government secrets or whatever. Where's Tom, 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 Michael? Michael? Michael, Thornton? Is yes. it Michael? It's Michael Thornton. Where's, right. where's Michael? Michael's in jail because her, his father put him there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he's like, I really just am happy that I have you too here to help me pull through this Mm. and so he's getting taken out into the operating room and he has one last question left for Mm. macgyver oh wait a minute macgyver did anybody at phoenix say anything about my resignation uh nope no one well i don't see how they could it's still sitting on your desk what Pete, you're the one that said that all matters pertaining to personnel has to go through your office. MacGyver, that is just like you. Oh, you wait till I'm back on my feet. I'm going to get you. I'm counting on it. Oh, 
so charming. This is so sweet. You need to fuck it up with the wife. <laughs> Stupid idiots, because you're never going to see her again. God, that bugged me. <laughs> I can tell. Wow. It really bothered me. So then we get a, actually a, 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 right after this. The screen goes to black and then comes back up on Richard Dean Anderson, who's standing in front of like a studio, and he starts talking about his friend Dana Alcar, who's suffering from glaucoma. And we just get a really quick thing saying, like, if you know anybody who's afflicted with this, please call the National Society to Prevent Blindness. And they have a little number come up, and then we cut to the credits. Right. I was just like, that's not. I mean, that's not the first time we've gotten a voiceover or heard from him because mm-hmm. he did the one about the teenage runaways, mm-hmm. and I think he did a voiceover during the the Black Rhino episode. Yes, he did, and yeah. the Poacher episode. So that this is at least the third time that we've seen him show up, which is fine. I mean, I, this it it was fine. I thought that was. Gr- I thought okay. it was fine. It was a nice yeah. way to end the episode and end the finale. Um, but that's I just. God, they, the, this show has such a shitty track record for terrible finales. They're all re- I ha- very bad. I didn't look, and I will look before the bonus, um, before the next episode, so that we can see like what their track. Because I can't remember a finale that I actually enjoyed watching. No, we've complained about all of them. Yeah, all six of them so far. I just like, and I really hope because like, oh, there's nothing new. It's just right because oh. we're so we're because he- oh. we're headed into season seven, the last season of the show. I really hope I don't feel this way about the series finale. Like, I really want to feel something good. Well, considering season seven's like half a season, thirteen episodes. I think it's just yeah. gonna fizzle. I think they'll just wrap it up, and I, it's just gonna end. Man, oh man, I don't know, man. But I, I, I. Pete and Mac is my only mullet for the episode. I mean, I'm very excited. Only 14 episodes left. Yeah. 14. Well, 16 if you count the TV movies. That's true. But even still. Yeah. Even still. So I, I one mullet. That's it. That's all it gets. That's for all Pete, you got for, was for, one mullet. For Pete and Mac's bromance. It's, 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 it's a tale as old as time. So uh, my <laughs> notes are, uh, the first one of the first things I said was friendship works two ways. Yep. And and that's it. I'm done taking notes. So that was it. That's all I took. That's your only note. <laughs> so I gave it, like you said, one mullet for the bromance. Yeah. But I, I'm going to give it, now this is internal. It's not really because of the episode, but I'm going to give it half a mullet because it was nostalgic. Remember watching these shows like, you know, okay. we, we've been at this for a year and a half. Yes. <laughs> so seeing some of those old episodes, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah. That was wintertime when we recorded those episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for my own nostalgia, okay. I'm going to give it 0.5. So that's still only one and a half. All months. right. And I have to keep reminding myself that with these clip shows, like people who watch these on TV in the nineties, they didn't have the luxury of watching an entire series over a year. Right. It was, you know, one season from, you know, September to May, but sometimes, like with this finale, like you get a clip that's way back, like four or five years prior. So, mm. you have, like, and I've said this before, like I have to keep reminding myself that the people who watch this were probably more interested because it reawakened. They're like, "Oh shit, I right. forgot about that. That was three years ago." I can't. So it know. was a legit. It probably pulled you in. Or what are they going to talk about next? Mm-hmm. So I can see it from that standpoint. So still wasn't worth more. Than we one just me. hammered through all of these, and we've seen them all recently. But if you haven't seen. A, se- a a clip in you know in three years exactly oh yeah i remember like, oh that my God, i forgot when jack was brainwashed or like oh my i forgot that murdoch was electrocuted yeah. and fell into a fire pool over pete swinging in a cage like <laughs> 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 yeah and i and i was trying to trying to cut it a little slack because of that but i no i don't like clip shows <laughs> yeah yeah i really don't like clip shows. they're not good um so i don't have anything else to really say about this other than Next episode, Greg, mm-hmm. it's the season six recap. 
By this point, you guys know how this works. Like, we are going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about how many friends died, how many acquaintances died, how many women he kissed or made out with. Uh, Our top three episodes, our least favorite episodes, our overall season ratings, our favorite scenes from the season, and then a little bit of tidbit into season seven before we kick off our final season of MacGyver. I can't wait. I am very excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. To I'm get into very it. excited. I can't wait. I've been waiting. Well, you know what? We'll talk about it in the season six bonus. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this week. If you guys liked what you heard, please find us on Facebook at Champ and Climb Blow Your Mind. You can find us on Twitter at Blow Your Mind 14. You can find us on Instagram at Champ Klein. You can also email us. Let us blow your mind at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on our website, champacline.com, where not only can you find these episodes of Mullets and Memories, but you can also find all of our archived episodes of Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind, as well as our 24-hour podcast, The 1440, so be sure and check that out as well. Um, again, the best way for us to be heard is to leave us a review on iTunes as best as you can. Five stars would be great. Uh, it just makes us a little more visible to other listeners. And as Greg and I get ready to close out the series in less than two months, um, we're really excited. We want to finish this series strong and we want you guys to be there with us and hopefully bring in a few new people. So I, I think that's going to wrap it up, Greg. Uh, for Mullis and Memories this week, I am Pete's Glaucoma. I am MacGyver's billowing hair. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Well, then maybe it's time for a